With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Lions fans, it's time for the podcast you've been waiting for. The show where Kool-Aid runs blue, faces turn red, and rose-colored glasses never go out of style. This is the Detroit Lions Podcast, your Detroit Lions and Reddit connection. And now, two guys who haven't scored since 1958. Chris and Case. Hey, howdy ho, Lions fans. Welcome to the Detroit Lions Podcast, episode 325. This is the official Detroit Lions Podcast for Reddit. I am your dashing host, Chris, and with me is the man with the lovely mane, Jeff Risden. How you doing, brother? It is good to be with you on a, a Senior Bowl Wednesday. Oh, God, Senior Bowl. It's different this year. The virtual credentials, they had some breakdowns last night with their uh, media availability. Yes, they did. It was it was not just here. There was a lot of places that were, uh, yeah, it, it, it didn't go as well as planned at all for them yesterday. They had weather issues that uh, were going to delay practice, and they didn't, so everybody was scrambling to get there. Uh, the new stadium, as we drove by last year, it is not easy to get to. It is it, the, yeah. on campus yeah. at the University of South Alabama. It is, oh, it's it's forty minutes from everywhere, dude. <laughs> and it's and it's weirdly hard to find the stadium on the campus. I don't know why that is the case. How do you hide a football stadium? But I, I don't know. And and it, it it is beautiful. We did we did get into it last year, but uh, it's it's definitely better than Lad Peebles. But it's different, and uh, so there was a lot of snafus yesterday. Hopefully, they're ironing things out today. They are actually on the practice field right now as we're recording this. Uh, we will cover what happens today later. Exactly, it's really good stuff. Uh, we have film from yesterday. We're going to go over here today. Um, if and I'm just going to for those that are uh, joining on the audio only stream, I, I recommend this is an episode that is very very best consumed on YouTube. You'll hear a lot of good stuff about the players. You get a lot of information about them. But if you can see it, I'm, I'm certain it'll be much more helpful. We've got full 1080p video to work through with you. On Ooh, and HD. Listener call. We got the whole thing. It's a great show. All lined up for you, our lovely listeners. Riz, you ready to go, my man? Oh, let's do it. Let's kick this off and break it down. All right. We're here. First thing I want to do, if you don't mind, Riz, I want to bounce on over and do a call that we got, a listener call. I think it's a good one to kick everything off before we start getting into the film a little bit. Uh, Let's take that call, and we'll go from there on the Lions line. Hey, guys, this is the man. Listen, um, with the whole Matthew Stafford situation and this being Senior Bowl week, I have a comment and a question that I think is quite fitting. 
I know it's a. I know most people are thinking, and this is probably accurately so, thinking that it's a given that the Lions take a quarterback with that number seven pick overall. Yeah, they probably will, but that's not a given. It's not 100% because there is a good chance. Well, I don't know if it's a good chance, but there is a chance that maybe they still take uh, Devontae Smith with this number seven or Waddle or Chase with that number seven pick and use that later first-round pick that they're likely to get when they trade Stafford for the quarterback then. And the quarterback that would be uh, in that range is Mac Jones of Alabama, who is at the Senior Bowl this week. I'm sure you guys are watching him closely. And uh, I just want to say I watch a lot of Alabama football. That guy throws one of the most pretty and accurate deep throws you'll ever see. Most of his receivers never have to break break stride. So that's also a possibility. Yeah, it's probably going to be the number seven pick. But that's a alternative is that is the scenario I just painted. What are you guys thinking about that? And how is Mac Jones looking this week? Take care. All right. We'll get into Mac Jones and how he's looking this week shortly. <laughs> um, yes. Let's talk about the quarterback situation in Detroit. I don't know if you heard that Matthew Stafford has asked for a trade. Did you know that? Uh, so, so I've been told, yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what do you think the move is? Uh, I think they're going to use a first-round pick on a quarterback, and it might be higher than seven. Uh, one of the things that I think is very realistic is that they will get, let's say they make a trade with the Colts, and I don't remember what number the Colts have. I don't have a mock draft printed out in front of me. But they're picking in the t- the low 20s uh, because they lost in the first round of the playoffs. So they're probably like 21, 22. Yep. Um, and, and I can see the Lions packaging number seven and that acquired pick and moving up to number two or number three to get a Zach Wilson or a Justin Fields. I think I think that is very, very realistic. And, and is something that that's how the Chiefs wound up with Patrick Mahomes. That's how the Texans wound up with Deshaun Watson. The numbers aren't the same, but that's the, the, the basic principle of it. Uh, that's how the Eagles wound up with Carson Wentz um, for better and for worse. Sure. Uh, that, that, that is the move. If you're going to get a quarterback and you, and you're picking where the lions are and you, you're worried that you're not going to get one of the guys that you want, that's your move. Um, use both of those picks, package them together, or you, you, pick number seven this year and a first rounder next year and an, another throw in pick. And and the other team will throw back a leader pick to make it work. That's how they shuffle it around like that. Mm-hmm. Um, that I think that's the move. Um, I, I, I expect the number seven pick will be used in some form on a quarterback. It might not be at number seven. It might be at number two. It might be at number three, but uh, that's, that that's where I, 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 I will be, Quite honestly, surprised if that's not what happens. Sure. Um, I, I and thanks, Aaron. Yeah, he he he. Can't, I should just waited in the chat because they're they're faster than I am while we're doing this. Twenty uh, first pick for the Colts is is where they right. are this year, and then um, we have Luke P saying, "Give me Justin Fields or give me death." That's interesting. Uh, Justin Fields is you know he's got a whole bunch of pluses. Uh, he's better than death. I'll give you yeah. that. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> there's there, there, there's there's a lot to like with him. There's a lot of work to be done with him, as there is with with all the guys, quite frankly, other than than Trevor Lawrence, who is going to Jacksonville at number one. Yep. And no, the Jaguars are not trading for Matthew Stafford, and they're not giving that. No. <laughs> they're not doing that. Sorry. No. Um. Let me just tell you, this is a guy. He's a, he's a his sleeper pick, I guess. We'll we'll say. A little bit later, uh, second round, maybe uh, maybe late in the first kind of a guy. Jamie New- Newman showed up, balled out. I mean, did you see the body in that guy? 
Yes. He looks different than the other guys that are there. Oh, does he? <laughs> yes, he does. M- makes Mac Jones look like a marshmallow. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, if you saw the the topless photo of Mac Jones after oh. the national championship game, he is not fit. Yeah. He's um, ski fit. Um, um, and <laughs> my so my comparison of him as a quarterback is Brady Quinn. He looks nothing like Brady Quinn, who is the most beautiful human being I've ever seen um, with apologies to my wife, um, who's now about to throw something at me. Um, But uh, in terms of quarterbacking style and the way that they played, um, they're very similar to me. Brady Quinn was the number 22 overall pick by the Cleveland Browns. One of four different quarterbacks that they took with the number 22 overall pick and all of them sucked ass. Um, I, I hope that that's not what happens with Mac Jones. I think he has some upside um, but just keep in mind that he was playing every single person that was on the field with him is going to be an NFL starter on the line at wide receiver at running back. Uh, and they're going against defenses that might have two, maybe three um, in LSU's case, probably five or six, but they're all overrated based on what I've seen. It's going to be a leap for him. He, uh, so let's go through the pantheon of Alabama quarterbacks. He is not as good as Jalen hurts. He is not as good as Tua. Although he's different than Tua, and I, I saying he's not as good as Tua is, he's a different style of quarterback than Tua was, mm-hmm. um, and I, I I think that his his quite honestly his might actually translate a little bit better uh, because he he's bigger. Um, I think people forget that 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 uh, <laughs> that Tua is small, yeah. that he's yeah. six foot and two hundred pounds and brittle. Um, uh, he is better than John Parker Wilson. He is better than. Oh God, who's the dude that's on ESPN now um, as a broadcaster? And I like him too. Um, he was like after he was before McCarron, after Wilson. Uh, I can't think of his name. It, he's better than him too. Yeah. So I I think I think Mac Jones belongs as a based on on what he's done as a second, probably a third round pick. He's probably going to go much higher than that because there's just the demand for quarterbacks. Although, yeah. not to go off on a tangent here all the available veteran quarterbacks could wash down the quarterback market as well. Um, That's something to watch is you're looking at what the New York jets might do. Mm -hmm. Let's say they trade for Matthew Stafford. I don't think they will, but they could, or let's say they sign Dak Prescott because Matthew Stafford goes to Dallas. That is possible. You've got guys like that that are going to be out there. That, That takes a team off the board above the lions that needs a quarterback. And there's a couple of them that are up there that, that, that could be in that situation. So it's very difficult to see, how that all plays out. You're looking at mock drafts right now. And I will say this as somebody who's writing one, we are going off somewhat educated guesswork. Um, I, I, I know Mel Kuyper has one out. I know um, Daniel Jeremiah has one out. Dean Brugler's coming out with one at the end of the week. Um, and he's given a little kiss of what's in that. It's, it's much more about finding the general range for players than being specific with, with team and player pairings. Sure. Um, that, that really doesn't happen until after the combine, which, of course, is not happening this year. So, <laughs> And that's what makes it so much harder for folks without that comment. I mean, this senior bowl stuff is really it. And the pro days, but pro days, it, as we said, are, are just. Pro days are a joke. Yeah. They're an absolute, they're a worthless joke. They yeah. really are. And it's so, disappointing that the NFL and the NFLPA did not step up and make them worth something this year when they really had a chance to do it and they elected not to. That's that's very frustrating for the people in the draft community um, and also the NFL teams. It's very frustrating. Yeah. Oh yeah. For sure. For sure. So just really quick, am I am I getting 
only am I getting too excited about Jamie Newman or or is this guy because what I he see is, is raw redemption so, arc here because he didn't play right and he did he's, not he's, he's, worked trans- out, so, he's worked hard I just I, and and seeing how he came right the work that he's put into his body and some of the throws he did yesterday I feel like he's 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 better than he looked the last time he played. How when he played at Wake Forest, yeah, right? He yeah. trans so he transferred to Georgia and then elected to opt out of the season. Um, and and there are various people who will tell you different reasons why he opted out. But the long and short of it, he didn't play. He hasn't played since he was at Wake Forest. He's when I watched him at Wake Forest, I thought I was watching a poor man's Robert Griffin at Baylor. Mm-hmm. They're 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 that style of player, a guy who can pass, um, has a good arm, but also will run um, judiciously. Uh, in a in a fairly wide open offense, Wake Forest was a little more pro style than what Baylor did when he was there. But that that's the kind of guy you're getting, and you're hoping that in a year or two he is as good as what Robert Griffin was at his peak before all of the injuries really hit that guy hard. Right. Uh, but he's not there yet. He is not a guy that you want on the field in 2021, uh, in my opinion. Uh, he's okay. He's he's a good prospect, and and he's worthwhile. Uh, it, it seems like he's generally pegged in the third or fourth round. If he does really well this week, I could see him moving up um, because, like you said, he did remake his body. He added, I want to say, 10 pounds yeah. of like good, good looking weight. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and that's going to help him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. And uh, you, you know he's going to be fast. You know that run. I mean, he gives you that kind of dual threat piece. And I think that's important, yeah. right? And, and with the size and the ability to take a hit is going to be important as well if you're that kind of quarterback. He's an interesting prospect to me. He really is. And it would completely he remake is. our style of offense, a, a player like that. Um, yes. And we'll see how he does this week. But, um, you know, your take that he probably he's, shouldn't be he, playing in 2021 is yeah. important and for the he's, Lions. He's it's really not dissimilar stylistically to what Anthony Lynn had in Justin Herbert. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, Herbert Herbert is is bigger, um, and, and probably a little bit faster. Um, I, I think I think myself included. We all slept on how just how dynamically athletic Justin Herbert is, yeah. uh, because he never showed it at Oregon. They didn't let him, um, and that's uh, that's another lesson that don't get too caught up in in college production. Yeah. Doesn't always translate. Sometimes what they did in college yeah. is. Some some guys get better when they get to the pros. Josh Allen's another example. Yep. And there's Ash in the chat saying exactly what my head where my head was. So this is why I'm trying to put this together. I'm working hard on it. Right. Great uh, scheme fit for Anthony Lynn. There you go. So. Yes. Yes, he is. All right. Um. Good conversation. Good call. Thanks for the call on the Lions line. Yeah. Uh, you guys love those all. We love those. We love taking those from you and uh, putting them in. Um. Let's get into film a little bit here. All right. I wanted to yes. really the first thing I wanted to look at. Because I think most folks haven't been to the Senior Bowl. And we talked about uh, Hank Fraley, La- Fraley last year and how we just – just instant erection, right? When <laughs> we saw him working, he was so – Now it's going to sound weird that I should have used that. He was just so good with those kids. <laughs> yes, yes, he was. <laughs> he was absolutely great. And that's what got us kind of locked into him as a coach and just how fundamentally great he is at his job. And, uh, you know, we started diving in after that. Um, these kids get great coaching that they're not used to from these teams, even though these are are some of the poorest teams in the NFL. They are still NFL caliber coaches and NFL teams, and it's a talent level that's 
a whole you know head and shoulders above that the level of, of coaching they're getting down in the uh, in the college level. So I just wanted to do a quick clip of some of the the defensive fellas. Uh, we've got oh, you're gonna help me here is Osa Odehe Odezigwa. Yeah, there you go. Thank you. And you, his brother was in the draft a couple of years ago. Um, same same uh, school. They're both from UCLA. Yep. Yep, and uh, Taquan Graham from Texas. I can I can say that one. <laughs> uh, they're getting some help from uh, the the uh, Miami coach. We'll take a quick look at it here, so you guys can see. And and so you know, on some of these clips, we don't have audio. Uh, this one we do uh, because YouTube is really crazy about any kind of background music and be uh, getting you demonetized and all that. So here we go. Let's listen to some coaching going on. Hey, Push him back. Keep running. Yeah. Second rep. What do you think he's going to do? Sit down. Sit down. What are you going to do? Pull down or what? All right, go first. Fair up. Inside foot back. We're starting with good hand play. Got here also? Uh-huh. I'm good with it. You go power. You go power. You get extension. Also, set his feet. Now, here's the look here. Also, come here. Here's our one. I'm your look, guys. See two good? Hands in there. Get, get your good hand first. Keep thumb up, elbow up. Watch out here. Hold on. You feel that? Now, that's the emphasis of the pull. How do we want to pull him though? Exactly how do we want to pull him? Watch the chain. Take chain. Down and away. Down and away. Watch this here, Jackson. When he sets his feet, set your feet. I'm pulling down and away. Release which hand? Inside. Inside, Inside hand. Hot. <laughs> Swim over. Good there, Levi. Yeah. Right. Also, you're on offense first. You're on defense. Now, when you feel it. So, quick look at some coaching and uh, what the level is that these guys are getting. <laughs> the other thing that I think is really, really cool, as you're sitting here, um, you get a sense of, how few people are actually there? Now, it's it's less this year, but this is one of the most intimate settings you're going to get in the NFL around players and right. prospects. Yeah. So so when, when we are there um, in the old stadium, and the new stadium is, is going to be a little bit different, but you can either sit on the sidelines or you can be in the end zone. As you know, Chris, I am an end zone stalwart. I yeah. like everything all 22 because when you're in the end zone, you see it that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's easier for me to see it from the end zone. When I go to games, I prefer to be in the end zone. I don't like being in the press box. I like being in the end zone. I can see that. I, I know what I'm looking at better that way. It's just right. a better orientation for me. You can get very close. You can hear uh, the, all that talking that's going on when you're standing on the fence row. And it's fascinating. I actually took video um, the year that the Cowboys were coaching there. Rod Marinelli was the defensive line coach and he was doing hands-on instruction with the guys. Uh, and it was, it was fantastic. You, you, I, I know Rod Marinelli is a bad word in Detroit. Watch, watching him work with the young players, you saw the spark in his eyes. You saw why people loved him at a time. And you understand why he was, is still revered as a very great defensive line coach. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I've seen I've seen good offensive line. Paul Alexander, um, Bill Callahan, I've seen them work at senior bowls as offensive line coaches. And the way that they get into it, like we saw with Fraley last year, it, it's really, really cool. It's a different dynamic than what these guys have been with before um, in college. In college, it's it, it's 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 different. It, it, it's hard to describe it unless you see it. Um, but it's less. Um, they're they're for for one thing, the players are less nervous. Yeah. Um, you, you you saw the players there are very you know 
almost apprehensive to make a mistake. Um, and you'll see that in some of the videos that we're going to show to yeah, you. Yeah. Um, you can, you can see guys who are thinking too much, thinking guys who are a little bit scared of the moment um, that, it, you know, it might be too big for them uh, yeah. at least that day. Um, and that's, that's one of the fun things about being there is watching a guy from day to day to day. And is it still too big? Were they making the same mistakes on Thursday that they were on Tuesday and, and the progress like that? So that's one of the things that we track as we watch while we're there. And we'll do it this week too, while we're watching film um, from the comforts of our living rooms. And you'll see and when we do the offensive line drills, um, this is where you see it the most. There's two guys in the film that we're going to look at today who, when the coach is talking to him, turn and give a look like F you. <laughs> they do not want to be coached at all. One of them's from Alabama. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> but it's it's inter- it's interesting, right? I don't think that flies is, well either, right? I mean, the, you have to be coachable. You can't just be the there are Yeah, that, that, that's a weird thing, too, is is that a lot of times, especially with the offense, so I'll, 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 uh, I'll go off a little bit here. Most people on Twitter follow guys like Duke Mayweather, Charles Bentley, and the O-line masterminds, things like that. They are taught very specific techniques there and styles of play and what they're being instructed at. And and I I know this because Charles Bentley yelled at me for a good half an hour on the sideline at a senior bowl practice once um, before we reached an agreement. Um, They might be being told things that are contrary to the way that they've been taught over the last three to six months that they've been working on this with those guys or other personal private trainers um, there. There's quite a few of them out there now for, for each position group. And so you, when you see guys that might be bristling, keep in mind that that might be why, because they're being told something different than what they're being taught every day. Um, and they know their way and they want to do their way to show off th- what they can do. And their way got them there. Right. Right. Exactly. <laughs> rather than being a guy who's going to try to, like this, this team's look, this team's not drafting me. Why am I, why am I doing this? You know, that, that, that attitude does come out. Uh, and I have learned, um, thanks to little Charles Bentley, um, for straightening me out on this, um, for, to not worry as much about that as I used to. Mm, okay. Okay. It's still, it's still something that other coaches that are watching from other teams are gonna be like, okay, well, if he doesn't like the way I'm doing it, then might not work here. <laughs> so the, the the level of recalcitrance does get engaged in there. Yep. All right. Uh, just really quick. I talked with the media thing yesterday going on. Um, I talked to the director over there at the senior bowl. And uh, like I said, they said they're going to get it cleaned up the, uh, today and work on it. Uh, he talked a little bit about Alex Leatherwood with me. And, uh, you know, he's he's a mean guy on the field, right? Well, he's mean in real life, too. He's not <laughs> he's not really great at interviews. <laughs> People, people would rather try to try to, try yeah. to kind of get past him, I think, than do an interview with him. Just based on what I said. Okay, so let's get into it. Uh, we're going to do national team first. Um, get up. This is this is the one that the Dolphins are coaching, right? Yes. Yes. Okay. Um, Pedro Pedro first. Yeah, it is a Dolphin. Sorry, I did okay. uh, yeah. And the Taryn Jackson from Coastal Carolina is going to start us off again. There will be some with audio, some without, depending on the. Um, Oh, what do you call it? The music in the background. So here we go. Yeah. Taryn Jackson blasting through the Johnson. phones. Jack Jackson. Jackson. It is Jackson. <laughs> Taryn Johnson's the going back for the Bills. <laughs> <laughs> so he blasts through there. Here now we have uh, Le- Le- Levi Anwuzuriki. <laughs> Anwuzuriki. <laughs> Thank you. I'm going to have a tough time if we pick any of these guys at the draft. Nigerian ni- names can be tough. Yeah. Blasts through there at the end. Good finish. Pad level. Not he's bad. he's a very good player. <laughs> yeah, I I've got him going like second round somewhere. So yeah, 
Okay, move into now. This is going to be a, a, a tackle uh, and a defensive end drill. We got uh, Dylan Radins or Radins. See, here we go. Radoons. Radoons. Uh, from, from North Dakota, Dakota State. State. Yep. He's uh, a good one. Yep. Uh, he's. I got him early in the third going against Dalen Hayes uh, from Notre Dame. Let's see how they, they work here. Oh. Yeah. Pulled the tick. Pulled the chair on him. Yeah. Yeah, a little tough at the end. Radins won initially, but then lost. Okay, yeah, yeah. Cincinnati. This is this is James Hudson. He was a, a defensive tackle at Michigan before he transferred to Cincinnati. He's learning how to play left tackle. Keep that in mind. He's learning how to play left tackle. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> I don't think this goes too well for him. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> that's a, that's a, that's a that's a. That is a creativeless rush. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was. Uh, you have two UDFAs. I have him um, playing there, so it was. There was not a lot going on. Um, this one we have a second round. Uh, these are all my projections, really, really early. So don't take these down to as yeah. as gospel or anything. Uh, and Patrick Jones the second on uh, defense, rushing uh, Jalen Moore from, um, from Western Michigan. Western Michigan. Yeah. 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 All right. We'll see, and we're, we're gonna get Jalen Moore two in a row here. Yeah, looking pretty good. Balance there. was balance yeah. was beautiful. Yep, and that, that the, the, way, the way he kept his feet ex- uh, exactly in exact. He was completely square the whole time. Right, that's beautiful. There, you can see yeah. he gets that right. He, right. He's overextended just a bit, but yep. but he's got his hands on, so it's so the rusher can't exploit him. Yep, exactly. That's beautiful. That was really really well done against a good talent, in Patrick Jones. Yeah, Jones is a good player. Yep, he's a, he's a day two guy for sure. Yep, yep. And then uh, we've got. Um, let's see. Oh no, that was that was. Hold on, no, yeah, sorry. Okay, that was uh, Patrick Jones. Now it's Ellerson Smith. Gonna be coming at him. Knock his helmet off. That's a good punch in the mouth, isn't it? <laughs> he didn't do bad. A little fist bump there from the coach at the end. That's uh, that's not so he, bad. He did fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like Trevor right. Sangle here. <laughs> yeah, this is James Hudson, uh, from Cincinnati. This time he's against Dalen Hayes from Notre Dame. Um, I got him somewhere in the sixth round right now. And uh, Hudson as a UDFA, so we're should be some. I, th- I think Hudson's here. going to go higher than that, um, mm-hmm. but he's a guy that you don't want to play as a rookie again. Yeah, uh, yeah. Th- this is a guy that you're drafting for 2022 and beyond. Yep, yep. Okay, here we go. Let's take a look here. Nice, nice yep. wide kick. Yep, yep. You like to see it? You like to see the balance that he had when he when he when he kicked out with his left his outside foot. I'm I'm watching the the offensive more than I'm watching the defense here. There it is, right? Which there. is weird it's because okay. neither of yeah, neither of the teams that I cover needs an, an offensive tackle. <laughs> <laughs> they do they both need defensive ends, so there I should go. probably be watching the other way. <laughs> but there you go. There's that kick. We'll, we'll watch it here again really quick. You can see how he gets out and he just pushes him way out in the backfield. All right. And he can do yeah. that because the guy's so far away from him and he doesn't directly go at him. He's trying to, he, he indicates right off the beginning of the rush that he's going to try to go around the outside. Yep. That makes him a little bit easier to block. Yep. And then Patrick Jones again against uh, James Hudson again. So this is a different matchup and we'll see how he, he kicks this time. He does good again. I like how he parried there. Yeah. He played that really, really Defensive well. Term. Yeah, he did. <laughs> yeah, I saw Daffy Duck do it. That's right when he parried. Oh my god, that is one of the most. Up. That is my, that is one of my favorite <laughs> moments of childhood. It's that whole thing. Dodge <laughs> Strawberry. <laughs> oh my um, god, we're old. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Spencer Brown, Northern Iowa, against Taryn Jackson from Coastal Carolina on defense. Let's see here. Nice. 
Brown was a little tall there. Yeah. Yep. And that spin just cut, cut under him. Ja- Jackson's Jackson is a good low center of gravity player. He does have good pad level. Not that that's something that we would like to talk about in Detroit. <laughs> he, he consistently had very good pad level when he was at Coastal Carolina too. He and so when they played BYU, BYU has two tackles that are, they're both going to get drafted at some point. Um, he had a very good day against them as well. Yeah. Yeah. All right. We're going to move on. Wide receiver on cornerbacks. One on one drills. This is Ben Skroranek from Notre Dame against Thomas Graham, who's a day two-ish kind of guy. I've got him, so we'll see. He's a good player. Yeah. He's un- he's underappreciated by the general public, in my opinion. There you go. All right, take a look at this. Nice play. Yeah. Okay, so he so he had the left hand on the hip on the backside, but does that get called often? I mean, we we watch. There you go. Let's see. Yeah, you can see it right there. And it's not like inhibiting him because you can still see that he can turn to right. catch the ball. Right. So I, that, that probably gets away, and that, that's a good PD. Yeah. That, yeah. That's a very nice play. Yeah, really good. Feet were in phase the whole time. Yep. And and, and as, you, as you hear the audio here, again, it, it, it lets you understand how how close you are to the action here and how intimate this this setting is. It's really something, something to look at. Uh, okay, we're going to look really quick here. Um, this is Ambry Thomas from Michigan. De- yes, Desmond Patrick against Ambry Thomas. Let's see how Ambry does. Love our Michigan guys. <laughs> Lost his foot. Yeah, you could hear him. Not happy with that. All right. <laughs> and now, one one thing you do have to note: it did rain there a lot yesterday, yes. and this this is a brand new field. Um, I, I USA did play. No, they didn't play. So I. I don't, I'm not sure that anybody's ever played on it before, or at yeah. least very sparingly. Um, by yeah. the way, that's uh, that guy in the middle there with the uh, white uh, mock on. That's that's Ben Albright. Oh, there people. you go. Ben. Yep. <laughs> Say hi to Ben. Um, Good friend of mine. I love Ben. <laughs> Let's see here. Okay, so now we've got Des Fitzpatrick, and oh, and we do that. Sorry, sorry. We're doing uh, Dwayne Eskridge from Western Michigan, who showed out <laughs> yesterday really well. Oh, I love Dwayne Eskridge and Cameron Bynum from California. All right. Now, now the rain came after this practice, by the way. I don't know if it rained oh, in the morning beforehand. That's right. Beforehand, that's right. That's right. This, this is this is the early one. Yeah, the rain came yes. and the American practice. Okay, let's see. Uh, yep. Dwayne Eskridge here. Okay. Oh, <laughs> filthy. <laughs> it was good all day. It was good. So all a little day. bit about Eskridge. He he played a slot wide receiver. They asked him to moonlight as a defensive back. He was good enough that he was their best cornerback in 20, was that 19? Um, and then they moved him back to offense full-time this year. He added some bulk, but the, the switching, let me, easy for me to say, switching over to defense really taught him how to play receiver better. And he showed it in the season and he showed it yesterday. And this is a guy, he's only 5'9", 185, but he is a dynamic athlete. He's also 24 years old, so you're running into a, there are some some legitimate flags against him. That's mm-hmm. that's putting you in the situation right now where, where Kenny Galladay is, where you're looking at a second contract and you're paying a 28-year-old. Um, and that's, that's a lot different than paying a 26-year-old, um, as we're finding out in Detroit. So th- don't get super excited about Eskridge, but damn, he's fun. And he what he did there, he did on film all oh, year. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yep. He he's he's an exciting kid to watch. I, now here's somebody who I've in the in the film I've seen um from yesterday. I just loved I just love this kid. I for he you know, every year I find a guy 
he, he's my day one guy right now, right? Okay, he's a, he's Cade Johnson from South Dakota State, huge star. Everybody's heard of him, right? <laughs> Against uh, Divine Dia- Diablo, 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 Divine Diablo, Diablo from Virginia okay. Tech. Yep, from VT. Um, I just love this kid. I love the way he moves. I, I can see him just just killing it from the slot. God, I love this kid. So it's early. It's early. I, I'm not totally in love, but this guy. Okay, let's see this. Let's see what we got here. All right. He took a little hop step at the beginning, but that's all right. So Diablo is a guy that's going to be a safety in the NFL. So, and you saw that there, yep. how tall he was on his turn, yep. how big his step was. Yep. Um, the only, the only thing that Johnson did was he took a little false hop step at the very beginning of that route. But other than that, it was really nice. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I'll show you the next, we're going to have him show up again here after this one. Um, now, this is Nico Collins. Yeah. After Nico, he Cade shows up again and I love the attitude at the end of the play and he's, he's, he's not wrong. He did get two in, but we'll, we'll, we'll I don't want to give that away yet. Uh, <laughs> we'll move on here. This is Nico <laughs> Collins from Michigan against Darren Hall from San Diego state. Um, Nico, look at the body on this guy. He is just got the ideal wide receiver body. Nice, big, tough kid. Uh, COVID timeout in 2021. So there's obviously the question of where is he and what does he have? Take a look here. You just notice on the last for, compare him to the last two receivers. You're looking at an outside only receiver, exactly. Here, yep. Whereas the other guys are slots. Yep. He's much more long legged, much much. I don't want to say stiff. I think rigid is the better word. Yeah. As he runs. Yep. Um, and his separation comes after his burst. Um, okay. He's going to run away from you once he gets into the open field. He's not going to wow you with his footwork into his cuts. He's going to run past you, and he's got the size to to shield you off. Yep. Um, he didn't actually have to do it there because the, the defensive back couldn't run with him. But, yeah, uh, he made a good move there at the end to, to get separation without touching. You see the separation there. Yep. If we go back a little bit here, right here, watch. He, he's he's. He knows the the, the uh, D back isn't watching the ball, so he kind of stops up short and then he pops out to get the ball and uh, leaves it right there. See, leaves him fooled. That's how that, he got that's, separation. That's very impressive ball tracking. Yeah, yeah. So liking it, and now here we are. We're back with uh, Cade Johnson I, again. This is against Christian Alpoff from Illinois State. Love what he does here, and I love the attitude after. Check him out. Oh, that's good coverage. Yeah. No, I put two down. <laughs> no, I put two down, and he did. I went back through it, and he's got he was dang right. He got two feet in on that. It was great. <laughs> All right, we'll move on. Uh, Sage Surratt against uh, Ambry Thomas. Ambry Thomas. Yeah, let's see how we do here. Wow, yeah. that's nice coverage. Yeah, he's yeah. he's holding, but not really. Right. Uh, I, I happen to like Amber Thomas a lot. I think he's a big physical corner. He's a press man corner, and you saw it there. Surratt is a guy. He's more of a volume guy in college. Mm-hmm. Not really a guy that's that's. I don't know. It's hard to compare him to anybody. I, I I'm not a big fan of his. He caught a lot of balls. He's got very good hands, uh, but he's not a guy who's going to be a a big time contributor. I think his 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 ceiling is probably being Richard Higgins. What he is in Cleveland is the number three outside receiver. Sure, and sure. that's that might be generous with Surratt. Yep, yep. All right, we're going to go into some uh, quarterback work. We're going to see Ian Book first. He's going to be throwing to Khalil Herbert from VT. Watch my twenty. Watch my set. Go, 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 go. 
fastball. So this is more in a. Uh, this is more than just one on one. This is uh, this is what five and seven, seven and seven. Yeah, yeah. I can't see the field. Um, usually it's sevens. So uh, basically no line that you're right. going out. And this is uh, this is where the quarterback has options that he's got to pick which which is the best option. He clearly chose the right one there. Yeah, good. All right, same thing. Ian Book here. Okay. This time. I don't know where the defense was on that, but that was one of the slowest releases I've ever seen for a time. That was Jesse James right there. Yeah, yeah. That was brutal. John Bates, great picture of him yesterday. I tweeted it out. He's, he's got yeah. a vertical. He's like 100 feet in the air catching the ball. Like, look great. Boy, the film on him did not. <laughs> that, was, that, was, that was sluggish right there. That's like, that's like running in milk. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. So there he is from Boise State. That's what you're you're looking at again. And we're going to get into it here in just a little bit. There's a, a really good example of drill. We have three guys running a drill. There's a second rounder, fourth rounder and a UDFA. And you can see very clearly the difference in, in their their play, their style and why and, and their execution on the drill and, and why. They're going to go where they go. So I think that's going to be really, really good for people to get some some clarity on that. We're, we're working, like I said, day one film. This is a national team here. We got two passes. Now we're going to go from Felipe Franks from that place called Arkansas. Throwing to Des Fitzpatrick. A little frozen rope there. Franks has always had the good arm. It's... Yep. Uh, Throwing it to the right team has been the issue for him throughout his college careers. Well, he's just um, going to get to the opposing team quicker. <laughs> <laughs> this is book again. Yeah, book again, this time to uh, Surrett. I think he got the second foot down on that. Not bad. That was good. When I was editing last night, that was the that, one that, that woke my son up. That that corner needs some ball skills, I'll tell you that, because that, that – that was not a great throw. It was on target, right. but it was also Defensible. could have been defensed, yeah. defended. Yeah. yeah. Ian Book again. Uh, this is the last. Oh, no. We have two more from Ian Book. Uh, this one's Frank Darby, Arizona State. The play action. Dropped a nice ball there. Again. That's a nice back shoulder throw. Yeah. Hard to know if he intended it that way, but that, that wound up being the function. <laughs> All right. And you're going to see Ian Book take a, take it in his own hands and run with it. And this is, if you watch Notre Dame at all, you know, he's he's actually pretty good at this. Yep. He's that tough really as does. tough as cow spit, too. Yeah, yeah. All right, now we're going to get three from Sam Ehlinger from Texas. Uh, this one's to Kenny Yeebaugh from Mississippi. I'm working. <laughs> Double coverage. Yeah, looks like, te- look like Texas there. Yeah, a lot. Um, a lot. I'm, I'm not an Ellinger fan yeah. at all. Yeah. Well, you're going to get to see uh, two more. Uh, actually, on that last play, I was watching the right. The right tackle did a very good job on <laughs> stymieing the rush. All right, take one more. Two more looks here. This is Des Fitzpatrick. And the receiving end. Oh, I like push. how he. But little, little, little push, but that's. You're going to get away with yeah, that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's an NFL quality push right there. <laughs> All right. And then uh, last one. This one's to Hunter Long from Boston College. Okay, play action. Roll out. Throwing oh, the oh, my God. See how he threw that? He's got one hip one way, another hip the other way, and he's throwing it not over the top. That's And the ball reflected all of that with the, the, 
floating duck. So just just try to do that throwing motion where you have your shoulder up, but then you throw it down here. Feel the torque on the on like right in here yeah. and back here. Ow! <laughs> it's a young man's game, Riz. <laughs> All right, uh, we'll get into Ugh. the American team next. God, that was horrible. Yeah. Oh yeah. my god. But Ooh. let's 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 be fair. This is a huge improvement over the quarterbacks last year. <laughs> uh, it, Ian Book is better than than pretty much everybody we saw last year. Yeah. And I'm yeah. not an Ian Book fan, and, and, and including <laughs> Justin Herbert, who just didn't show really at, at Senior Bowl last year. You know, he I mean, was he was just kind of there, wasn't yeah, he? Yeah. Like like it, 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 he didn't stand didn't stand, out. Out, didn't stand out being good or bad. It was just sort of you know office furniture you yeah. know yeah. the year before was an absolute shite show though but oh hey wait we got we got somebody coming in breaking news DraftKings is live in michigan with mobile Ooh. sports betting yes that DraftKings. DraftKings has finished crossing their t's and dotting their eyes meaning you can place a bet right now from anywhere in michigan for a limited time the DraftKings sportsbook app is offering all players a chance to double their money if the pistons hit a three yes you heard that right all it takes is for you to for you to double your money is opting into the promotion and placing your wager, then sit back and watch the threes rain down. This watch some, Ellington make you some money. <laughs> this isn't some <laughs> offshore operation like other gambling sites. DraftKings is a legitimate sports book based right here in the U.S., so you can be confident that your funds are secure with the DraftKings Sportsbook app. You can bet from wherever, whenever. You don't even have to leave your house. How great is that these days? Not leaving the house, you can bet you can make all your money sitting there while the threes rain down from the pistons. That's a good deal, right? That's a lot of fun. <laughs> New sponsor with something cool. I can't wait. We're gonna. I'm putting together a, a thing. I'm gonna. I've got it on my the app on my phone right now. I'm gonna use a couple uh, shots from it to show you guys how how cool this is. It's you know to be able in Michigan to hit the sports book and then have an app to do it where you don't have to go anywhere. Can be waiting for this for so long. Yeah, this is going to be great. All right, so download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the code DLP. You know what that stands for, right? DLP, when you sign up, for a limited time, all users can double their money if the Pistons hit a three-pointer. That's right. DraftKings Sportsbook is doubling your money if the Pistons hit just one three-point shot. Don't forget, enter the code DLP when you sign up, only on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call the Michigan Department of Health and Human Services Gambling Disorder Helpline at 800-270-7117. 21 and over, Michigan only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for full terms and conditions subject to regulatory licensing requirements. God, you'd make a great lawyer. You would You would be spectacular at it. <laughs> That's what my grandma wanted me to do. Here I am. <laughs> No, actually, these guys are a great sponsor. They came to us and, and they are. support support the show. Check them out, guys. Get the Draft, DraftKings app and uh, go to town. Make yourself some money. Use it. And you can talk DLP. about it in our Slack, uh, Patreon Slack channel yeah. for the gambling channel because we, we do have some good discussions in there, and we have been discussing the various merits of the different uh, competitors that are out there. So uh, I would encourage you to go DraftKings. It's, there. it's actually the the dual purpose dra- uh, gambling channel. It's it's ideal. It it you know talks about gambling and sports and, and that and, and you know good bets bad bets what we've done strategies that kind of stuff then it also talks about the stock market uh, GameStop popped up yesterday <laughs> as the ultimate meme stock someone's gonna have to explain that to me like I'm not even five like two because it was it's like <laughs> <laughs> you did it Reddit thanks <laughs> all right 
All right, let's get moving. Now we're going to do the uh, American team uh, film from the practice of the American team. We're going to work you guys through it. All right. Um, this is the Carolina Panthers coaching staff. Yes, sir. And we're going to start off with a quarterback pass. Kellen Mond, who some reason I was confusing with uh, Mac Jones on a previous show. And I, uh, we, the last three they, shows, they we are... said things that were just like completely <laughs> shifted around. I don't know. I mean, I was working I, uh... on my big, my big list and I, somebody else shifted their names in my head and I don't know why. I'm just, uh, I'm just overly tired. And that won't <laughs> end until probably May. <laughs> <laughs> all yeah, right. I, I, I'm, I'm prone to saying stupid things as you all know. <laughs> all right. We're going to watch this first one and then we're going to watch three together. And we're going to evaluate three different guys at different right. positions. And then we watch three together again. The second group of three, I think, is the most ideal differentiation between draft position for guys. But uh, we'll get into it here right away. After I talk about Skeletolsi, how's the pad level looking on these prospects? <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm a, I think I'm a little, a little triggered. <laughs> Uh, nice and low, nice and low, Skeletosi. Thanks a lot for the the super chat, brother. Really You're actually going to see a good example of pad level coming up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's get into it. First, we'll start here. Got the right American team again. Some of these guys. Uh, there's no All audio. Right. This is again Kellen Mond to Josh Palmer from Tennessee, and that is what Kellen Mond does. He is very good at rolling out to his right and throwing the ball. He's he's a runner. He's a dual threat. He never really developed into the guy that Texas A&M hoped he would be, but he's still he's he's going to get drafted um, probably day three. Yeah. And it's one of those where if you catch lightning in a bottle with him, where, where he clicks with the coach, they had a lot of coaching changes. They had a lot of scheme changes, regime changes while he was with the Aggies. Um, give him some stability um, and maybe you've got a backup quarterback there. Yeah. Yeah. And we need one of those, too. Yes, we need a lot of things. The one thing we have. Chase Daniels back. I'm going to punch a clown. We have at least three of our offensive linemen in place. How many times are teams in such bad position at the offensive line and need a young quarterback and that quarterback gets destroyed and they never have confidence again? Joe Harrington. Uh, I think I think this is an opportunity for us to grow a young quarterback with a great coaching staff, a, a, a dedicated staff. I, I like, we'll talk about what they're doing with the coaching staff in Detroit, but this is a, a real opportunity in Detroit, not just to grow a, a, our, our lead quarterback, but uh, our backup as well. So this is an interesting, interesting couple of years ahead here. All right, let's uh, get into it now. We're going to do um, a, a drill. We're going to look at pad level, and uh, the, it's going to be Janarius Robinson from Florida State. He's the first one. Uh, I've got him as a UDFA. Uh, we got Quincy right. Roche or Roche. Help me with that. Is it Roche or is it Roche? I believe it's Roche. Okay, Roche. Uh, I could be wrong. Miami uh, looking like a second yes. roundish pick. He's he's going to go higher in the draft. Uh, yeah, he is. Cameron Sample from Tulane. I'm, I've got him going in the seventh. Uh, we'll see where they, you know, especially the cone of uncertainty when you get that far out, it's pretty wide, right? But yeah, yeah, I've got him getting taken. So we'll go, we go two, we go undrafted, second and seventh. Let's look at the difference between these three guys. Simple ring drill. This is this is your pad level right here. This yep. is keeping your your weight down, keeping your balance as you run around the circle. Um, and, and, and you do need good pad level with this. Yep. And you'll see here, pad level is a little high. The balance is a little off with Robinson. Okay, he's he's leaned forward pretty good there. Yep. Yep. See how sloppy his outside feet are. Yep, yep. UDFA. Now let's go second round. Let's see what that looks like here. What's the difference? Look how tight his feet are. Yep. The hit the hips were in line the entire time. His his hip his hip line never broke as he went around the circle. Yep. 
Yep. Nice. That's, that's exactly what you want to see. Yep. And we're going to go to Cameron Sample from Tulane. Late, late rounder. A lot of wobbly arms there. Hand on the ground. A little bit. Yep. He's, a, he's a little bigger than the other guys, so you give him a little bit of credit for that. Yep. Um, he's he's more like a Deshaun Hand kind of guy, whereas the other guys are more of, of traditional defensive ends. So uh, you, you do have to factor that in, too. But, yeah, he was he was a little loose there. Yeah, yeah. Um, that arm being up to balance himself, that's uh, – now, yeah. <laughs> now the, the next three. This is this is, I think, the best example of the differentiation between player abilities uh, in a drill and where they're going to go in the draft. Um, this is the same drill, except there's a turn that's called, and they have to do a 180 and go back around the circle the other way. Um, Carlos Basham Jr.'s first out of Wake Forest. I got him as a second rounder. He, he's a he's a top fifty pick. Yep. Uh, William Bradley King out of Baylor. We saw him earlier. He, I got him as a UDFA, and then Peyton Turner out of Houston as a fourth rounder. And I mean, see, this really. Peyton Turner. Yeah, <laughs> this is clear. This is clear, though. Watch how they're different there. So we'll start with uh, Carlos Basham first, second rounder. Watch this turn. Tight move. Off we go, right? All right, now to um, William Bradley King. Watch this turn. Oh, hand down. Both of them. Another one down. Oh. So the difference there, right, from what you got at a second round to a UDFA, that, that talent level in the same drill is really, really easy to see. Right. Yep. But now with the guy Peyton, who's like I said, around I think a fourth round. Yeah, sp- split the split the difference between those exactly. two. Exactly. And you're gonna see it so clearly in how he runs this drill. I think this is just this one. I love this. I love this piece of film to to help people see the difference between the, the abilities at these draft levels. Stand up tall here. <laughs> Having a hard time. Yeah. Got there around. Not as clean, not as tight, not as polished as, as Carlos, but kept his balance. Didn't he have did. the same problems that uh, William Bradley King did. Wasn't that great? Wasn't that cool? I, I love that. Uh, that, that. That's a very salient illustration of relative athleticism for the position and, and what it takes to be the difference. This is what people are looking at when, when we're watching the drills in Indianapolis at the combine when that normally takes place, which doesn't happen this year. Again, I'm going to be angry about that. Um, (laughs) You're looking at body control. You're looking at fluidity. You're looking at balance. You're looking at where they taught when they run the 40, are they, are they clearly taught by a track guy or are they just going out there and running fast? You know, Mm -hmm. you can tell there there's tip offs to it. And you, you see there, I think Peyton Turner's a really good player. I, I like him a lot, and I happen to know that the Browns like him a lot. So I, I'm kind of hopeful that he will wind up there. Um, not, not to slight Detroit, but I, he'd be really good in Cleveland. Yeah. Um, uh, and he's a uh, he's a guy that that wins with both power and speed. And you can see he's a pretty powerfully built guy just looking at him right there. And you can see how he can win with, with power as well as speed. Basham is pr- pretty much a speed guy. He is... He actually compares somewhat to Julian Okwara um, and, and that style of player. And you want to see a player who's going to rely on on winning with athleticism be athletic. And you saw that there. Right, 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 right. All right. Um, Whereas opposed, I'll, I'll go back a few years. Remember Quentin Copels from North Carolina? Um, d- big defensive end. Um, Devin Taylor was the same way uh, for the Lions. A big, long, long-armed, long-levered defensive end just didn't have any twitch to him. Mm-hmm. When he would do that drill, it would be just very solid. You saw some twitch with Bash Mish, a, l- a little bit of twitch as Turner came around there at the end. That's that's what you're looking at. Okay, I got to give credit really quick to to Jordan in the chat. <laughs> Best line of the day, right? Our new special teams coach, Dave Phipp, looks like he's about to start offering candy to children from an old van. <laughs> they they could not get a worse 
picture of him. I mean, like, dude is like, <laughs> I was talking to somebody at the organization. I'm like, somebody, anybody should have told him they need another picture. <laughs> Somewhere along the way, he's the it's you have a picture where he's down. wearing sunglasses, <laughs> <laughs> or, or at least just put some on him. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's see. Moving in now, we're going to go to running back blocking. We got Kylan Hill, Mississippi State, about a fourth rounder. He's going to be uh, blocking against Patty Fisher. You're looking at about a sixth rounder here. That's stuck nice. Yep. That's I like how he stuck with it after the spin. And, the other uh, thing you're watching here is how well do the linebackers blitz? Yep. Um this this is a drill that by the way, um he didn't do it at he wasn't at the Super Bowl. Jared Davis was an absolute monster at this particular drill back in the day. <laughs> you, you had a great uh article in Lions Wire today that mentions him as one of the guys that could really turn around and I couldn't agree with you more, Riz. And you know I like disagreeing with you. But I yes, could not agree yes, yes, I do <laughs> more about this being a heck of an opportunity for Jared Davis. Like you talk about redemption arcs, right? Yep. This is him to show who he is as a player rather than playing to something he's not. It's really, yeah. really exciting opportunity if he stays. It is. I'll uh, I'll I'll plug the, the article there. It's it's five players who I think can be helped and, and benefit the most by the coaching change. Um, and I left out players that um, were not good, not because of coaching. Um, Jeff Okuda is an example. He wasn't good, and it wasn't the coach's fault. It was his own fault. Um, I, I do think he's going to get much better as a second year, as all cornerbacks do. Remember Darius Slay got benched as a rookie. Remember Stephon Gilmore, who might be the best cornerback in the NFL right now, was not good as a rookie. Th there's a learning arc there. The other cornerback on the team, Amani Orowarie, is it was actually the first guy that came to mind yeah. of who's going to benefit the most from being, having Aaron Glenn is running the defense um, and uh, 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 the the new uh, secondary coach from the Rams. And I, I'm looking right at him and I can see him, but I can't think of his name. Yes. Yes. Oh, I don't, remember, I don't remember his first name. Yeah. Thank you. No problem. <laughs> yeah. He's uh, highly touted it. and, and, and yes. players talking about how great he is. Right. Just one of the things that, that, uh, and I'll, I'll elaborate on a little bit that I had, I didn't write this. One of the things that Amani Aura, where he had to do last year was line up in press man, but then not touch the guy and just bail. That's not what he does. That's not what he's good at. He is not a turn and run cornerback. He is a physical guy or he's a zone guy. Guess what they're going to ask him to do? Either be physical or drop into a, a cover two, cover three zone shell and make plays on the ball. Mm -hmm. Hopefully he'll tackle better too because he led the team in missed tackles last year. Um, and uh, PFF had him for 15. I actually thought it was higher than that. Um, he just, oh. Yeah. yeah. But, but again, that's a case of a guy not necessarily being comfortable in the position he's it's in. So he's one of them. Please check that out at Lions where I, I spent a great deal of time doing a lot of work on that yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's great stuff. Great stuff, Riz. I loved that article this morning. Woke up with it, and uh, and I cuddled up with Riz first thing. It was nice. <laughs> All right. Uh, for Michigan fans, we got Chris Evans here going to do some blocking two in a row. First one against KJ Britt from Auburn, a UDFA, and then Patty Fisher's back on the scene. Uh, against I can see Britt getting drafted. He's got he's, – he's, he's big. He, he, I'll say this. Matt Patricia would draft him. <laughs> <laughs> Put him next to Tavai. All right, let's take a look here. What we got? <laughs> Way to read between the lines. <laughs> here we go. That's the, I'm just going to play. It's not talking. 
shot. That's right. Round shot. Strike with the hand. Ready. Blue 80. Blue 80. Steered him away. Yep. Steered his job. And he didn't, there was no second. I mean, he knew a second effort uh, on, on the rush wasn't going to help him at all. So he, he just mm-hmm. kind of gave up there. He bailed. But yeah. I would have liked to have seen him, especially a guy who's trying to, you know, help his stock a little bit. Um, I, I would like to see him come after it. So maybe drop a shoulder a little bit. Yeah. Maybe uh, he's got he's got to have 50 pounds on on Evans. Um, attack him. Um one of, the, one of the things that you notice in this, and, and this is one of my favorite drills to watch, um, this and when the running backs go out and the linebackers have to cover them, <laughs> do the, do the, does the linebacker have a plan when he's rushing in? Does the running back have a plan when he's running out as a route? That, yeah. That's what I'm really looking for in these drills. Yep. And yep. He clearly didn't have a plan there. All right. Patty Fisher up against Chris Evans here. Let's get this one rolling. He wants Adam. Watch him happen. Patty. Oh, see, yeah, yeah. Evans recovered nicely, and then he. But uh, yeah. <laughs> and, a- and Fisher, so Fisher is a. I don't. I don't. I don't know if he's going to get drafted. He was a a tackling machine. He's not the most athletic guy. He is your stereotypical Big Ten middle linebacker who winds up being on your special teams for a year, a year and a half, and then on your practice squad for a year, and then he goes away. Yep. So here's the difference between Patty Fisher's run at Chris Evans and KJ Britt. Three attempts. He has three different tries to beat um, Chris Evans. And this is what I love about him. This is the kind of uh, grit that you want out of a guy who's, who's, you know, trying to play for a position in the NFL. Check this out. There's one. There's two. And three. Yep. I like Went it. Right in at it. I love it. Yep. yep. Working hard. He had a good, fe- he had a good feel for where Evans was balanced and where he could go with it rather than just, you know, running willy nilly at, at a point. Yep. Um, I, I, I like that. Uh, that was, there was, there was something that you could work with with both of those guys there. Yep. Yep. All right. Going to O-line versus D-line drills. We got Royce Newman against Janarius Robinson. Uh, Royce Newman from Mississippi and Janarius Robinson from Florida State. Uh, Robinson, we saw earlier as the guy who yeah. wasn't really hitting it in the circle drill, right? He was yeah, uh, yeah. a little, little tight. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Let's see what we get here. That's a very nice recovery from a terrible, terrible initial step. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he o- he overextended very badly. Um, uh, that is Dan Skipper. Oh my God, it looks like him too. Same yeah. hair. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next one. Not Dan Skipper. Um, the, the dude from Toledo. Uh, what's what's his name? Taylor something. Hmm. Not Dan Skipper. Dan, Dan Skipper's. Different. I'm, I'm confusing my Shrine Game guys from years ago. That's all right. Uh, Drake Jackson from Kentucky watches face after this one uh, as he gets takes some coaching and uh, I, I saw this. Shanarius <laughs> <laughs> Um Sorry. Yeah, and Marvin Wilson. Sorry, I gotta, gotta make my print all right. right here. All right, watch his face after this. Did you feel it? So did you feel the stand? Yeah. Hey, you know what's going on? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> You're not taking the next rep, man. Don't don't rush the coach off. Just just play along. Play the game. <laughs> Marvin Wilson, by the way, is a guy who was in most first round mock drafts at this time last year, looking towards 2021. Yeah. He might not get drafted. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> It's, it's absolutely crazy. Um, all right. We got now Ben Cleveland from Georgia uh, against Peyton Turner from Houston. 
Not bad. Got a little bit of an arm around him there, but that's okay. He did, and and he didn't. That was not holding, even though it because he, he did have the arm up, but he wasn't stopping right. the progress there. A hold means that you're you're inhibiting progress in that direction. He did not do that. He was in control, and it looked awkward. And this is Taylor say, Decker. Taylor Decker is really really good at that specific skill. Yep, yep. I'll say at Ford Field that's holding at Lambeau. It's not. <laughs> Although that we may see that changing, right? That was pretty good stuff. All right. Oh my God, it was great to watch the cheesehead tears flow. Oh my God, for them to cry about holding was oh the my most God. delicious thing I've and ever tasted. Thirty-one <laughs> other fan bases, but most notably the Seahawks and the Lions, were all over them, and I loved it. <laughs> loved they every minute of it. Mass banning people out of the subreddit too. Who like like they they were crapping on the Lions in the subreddit, and and the Lions fan just came back with FTP. Banned, right? <laughs> That's great. That was some some salt mining. It's extraordinary. All right, this is Alaric Jackson from Bowling Green, and Wyatt Hubert from Kansas State. Bowling Green always showing every year. No, no, this Alaric Jackson's from Iowa. Hold on. Let me look. Bowling again. Green dude is there is a tight end wide receiver hybrid who the Lions should have an eye on. Um, he's a good one. Yep. I don't know why I took it off the paper wrong. Sorry, you're right. Sorry, yeah. he's from Iowa. I should be able to look at and see. So he helmet, he but. started. This guy started at left tackle while Tristan Wirth started at right tackle. Yep. Wirth is now the best right tackle in the game as a rookie, and he's playing in the Super Bowl. Yeah, he was in the Senior Bowl last year. Worse. Yes, he was. Yeah, looked great and and was very good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, take a look here. Going right a little long. Sorry about that, guys. All right. Now notice the helmet. Says Iowa. I, <laughs> why I wrote Bowling Green, I have no idea. It well because it was the next row on the on the paper, and it was three in the morning when I was taking notes. Here we go. <laughs> Good. Put your hands. Hands were high. Yep. First thing you noticed was how high his hands were when he went with his punch. Look at his. He's he doesn't. He's not happy with what happened here. He doesn't no. look happy all day though. And I'm I'm thinking he might be a little bit of a Leatherwood type of personality. I don't have any film of Leatherwood today. We'll see if we can get some tomorrow. All right, we move on now to Dan Moore Jr., Texas A&M. Notice the helmet. <laughs> Double check now. And then it gets Carlos Basham, who we saw really good in the, in the ring yeah. drill earlier. Uh, From with, Wake Forest. Yep, with a great spin. We'll see how we do here. First contact. Hey, I'm going to keep this. Yeah, cool. Look how twitchy that was going yeah. in. That, that was actually a nice recovery. He let him, use his he let him go inside and use his momentum against him. Yep. If you watched the Cleveland Browns and Jedrick Wills, Jedrick Wills is really, really good at that. Yep. That is a, that is a different style than what Taylor Decker plays tackle at. Some linemen, some line coaches won't like what he just did. Right. Some will. Yep. Um, I, I, I personally thought it was, it was really well done for a guy who I don't think is going to get drafted against a guy who I think is going to go in the second round. I think that just, I, I like you. Can you go back to, to I want, I want to watch the initial timing of when he got his hands on him too, because I think it, it looked, in, in first run as very well placed and timed yep. for, for making the contact. All right, here we go. That was, that was because he's, he's really reaching to get that and he still gets enough power on that. He, he allows Basham to take himself out of the play. That that's a really nice block. Yeah, I, I agree. And, and again, for the difference in levels of, of these guys that it's again, it's one play, but really showed well for him. That could help him, help him a lot. If he gets a couple more like that. All right, this is now 
on to Jack Anderson, Texas Tech, and Malik Herring from Georgia. Oh, he caught the chop. That's a really nice. I, I, I did not see Texas Tech play. I haven't seen Anderson play. That was that was very nice. Yeah. He anticipated the chop coming and just sort of absorbed it. Yep. And then that, just ate beautiful. him up. Just ate him yeah. up. That was great. Really like, he didn't have anywhere to go with it because his, his balance is all on that. When you go in with that that upward rip like that, you're, you're trying to create it so you have separation so you can use this arm to either swim or push or, or jab and get yourself space. And uh, he, he didn't do any of that. Right. <laughs> Oh, man. All right. So now we're going to move on to uh, Trey Smith from Tennessee to Chauncey Golson from Iowa. I got Iowa right this time. I know. <laughs> Big boys. Yeah, now watch, watch. He says, I helped. Yeah, yeah, I helped. <laughs> so he got it. That's good. Good read. You know, he understood what he did wrong. He told the coach what he did wrong. He owned it. That's all you can do in a situation like that, right? And he's he's, he's 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 a day two guy, Trey Smith, right? So he held, so? he knew it. I think yeah, I think so. I haven't I haven't watched a lot of him yet, so I'm, I'm early I'm projections. This is before the Senior Bowl. This is just, yeah. you know, like I like we we talked about yesterday. Somebody had um, Justin Herbert going first overall in the in the draft last year before the Senior Bowl, and then he fell to what was it sixth or something? Sixth or seventh? Yeah, yeah. So. Things change. Things absolutely change. Yes, and, and the cone do. of uncertainty gets a lot wider as you work your way down the draft. But I, I, I needed something to start looking at these guys and putting them somewhere. And this is it's just where I, I have them early. So more work to do on that. Just like mock drafts change. Now we're going to go Carson yes. Green, yes. UDFA, and our man William Bradley King from Baylor. Uh, Carson King from Texas A&M. Uh, we saw William Bradley King having trouble in the ring drill earlier. So let's take a look here and see how they do. He sold that. He held just long enough that he could get the to where the, the tackle committed one way, and he just went right. That, that That's a nice... Nice little hesitation move. Yeah. That is a that is a Romeo Aquara move right yes, there. Yes. And so here's <laughs> here's some of the things you know we talked about. We had him in the ring drill, and you looked at him, you're like, oh God, that was ugly. Sloppy. Yeah, yeah. Now here in play that was nice. looks really good. So you've really got to take the whole picture of the person when you're looking to film. Uh don't just look at the highlights, right? The highlights when you're looking at people only give you a, a limited I, picture. I would actually I and I I have said this repeatedly over the years do not watch highlight reels. Watch the entire game. If you can't watch, if you're just watching the highlights, you're only going to see what they want you to see. Yep. And it's probably going to have profane rap music under it anyways. So turn the, to make sure your kids aren't around or turn the volume off or yep. do what I do and play Megadeth louder and watch that way. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So we'll keep going here. We'll keep moving. And uh, yeah, no, I, I, I see that. I'd uh, like to see a couple reps at a time um, that it's not available. So we, yeah. we're working with what we got. So there you go. Um, where were we? We yeah. Uh, so and, and so when you're there, also they do one rep and then they get back in line. Yep. Um, occasionally, and actually, one one of the things that Matt Patricia's staff did well last year was that they would let guys go at it two or three reps in a row. Yep. Um, and that that was that was actually very well received. Too. And that, I mean, Hank Freely, that was he he did that every time, and he would coach yeah, between each one. And okay, I want you to do, okay now now now. It was really really well done. I love how he did that because you got to see guys change, accept the coaching, not accept the coaching, and and how they how they got yeah. better along the way. So 
has yeah. been seen. There was, there was a lot of criticism directed at Matt Patricia and the staff last year by the media that was there. Uh, after the like the first half of the first practice, that should have gone away because it wound up being very productive, I thought. Yeah. Um, I, I've been there. That was my, what, 13th Senior Bowl? 12th or 13th Senior Bowl I'd been to. They were one of the better coaching staffs I'd seen there. Yeah. Um, they, they weren't the best, um, but they, they certainly weren't. The, the, no, no, nobody was worse. Oh, God. Oh, the Bills staff with Jan Gailey was just... The, the, I've never seen it was it was to me it was so weird the media's complaint last year and it was because you know they had a they had a move because they were moving positions all around it was like they'd run the we Lions did and, and or, or the, you the remember me camps. running along the sideline going from one end zone to the other yeah um, from the north end zone to the south end zone because uh, I was I was watching when I'm there and this is what most people do when they're there they will take one day to watch the pit the linemen go at it mm-hmm. they will take one day to watch. The, the defensive backs and wide receivers go. Usually that's Tuesday because they're not in full, as you can see, they're not in full pads. So the linemen aren't as intense on those days and the team drills aren't either. So that's typically the day where you watch the wide receivers and defensive backs. Wednesday is pit day. And then Thursday, you just sort of take in whatever you wanted to see. Maybe watch a specific player or two that you've been tipped off that your team likes. Yep. Uh, and um, following the guys from one end to the other to go from the pit, uh, it was I'm not gonna lie. Uh, Owen Reese and I were running back and forth quite a bit, and you, you know Owen; he's a big dude. Yeah. Um, he was he had the sweat towel working. <laughs> but Love I've, you, buddy. I've never <laughs> seen people who, like who are supposed to cover football complain so much about having to walk around a football field. <laughs> That's really what it came down to. It um, was really cold that one day too. That was brutal. <laughs> oh my god, Luke D. Thanks for the super chat. I I want someone to talk about me the way Chris talks about Hank Fraley. <laughs> I do love that man, don't I? Oh God! Thank God he's back. That's a great get, and and I can tell you, and you can say it too. He turned down a slightly better offer in Pittsburgh to stay in Detroit. Yep, yep. And they were after and, Mard. And Deuce Staley took a better offer from the Chicago Bears and said, "No, I'm going to Detroit." Yep. So you can there's there's a lot of very valid things to criticize the Detroit Lions about. Hiring the coaches this year and the coaching stats that they're assembling, it ain't one of them. No, 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 absolutely not. That's that's absolutely the truth. Uh, they've done a great job building the staff, and what they've they, got they really have. is a place not only that is a, a it's it's an employer of choice kind of idea, right? When you're a coach, you want to go there, like Deuce did, right? Like Hank right. did, uh, and 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 forego better offers to go there. Why? Because it's a place, and I, I can say with with straight. Uh, information they want to grow their coaches they want to create a place where not only is the team successful the coaches are successful and they can move on they can advance their careers they can get better at what they do and then move on to somewhere else and and show off what they do but that's a great place to work and it also gives you the opportunity if somebody goes that the whole thing doesn't fall apart you have that next man up mentality or you can get the very very best talent in because of the place you work that, that you employ people and the way you, you employ them and, and deal with them when you, uh, while they're there a lot of respect I can tell you um, this is straight from from the mouths of people these guys uh, are treating it's about it's not about a name with this coaching staff right it's about right. it's about the people that are there and it's about the the vision uh in 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 the the front office and the in the in the locker room with the coaches it's it's really something they've done this is the best 
I've had seen in my life as far as a coaching staff and the way they've handled it in the Detroit Lions. Yeah, just just remember when when Matt Patricia was going in, um, you could see like, well, first off, it took him a while to assemble a full staff. Um, and everybody, everybody had Patriot ties one way or another or Syracuse ties. Um, there, there was no, you know, to my knowledge, I don't think Anthony Lynn and Dan Campbell had ever worked together before. Um, I don't think, I don't think Deuce Staley had ever worked with them before. Right. Um, that's the ability to go outside your comfort zone and, and I'll, I'll go, I'll, I'll go to the Browns again for a second. Kevin Stefanski hired a guy that in, in that he hadn't worked with before. To, to run his offense, Alex Van Pelt. And yep. it wound up, I mean, th- look, they, they won a damn playoff game in Cleveland. Yep, absolutely. Bruce in the pudding. Yeah. Th- there's a, th- that's the way to go about it is to bring in, and this goes to what Brad Holmes has done in the front office, bringing in a guy like John Dorsey, a guy who he'd never worked with before. You're you're getting people who are not going to be afraid to tell you that you're wrong. You're, that was not something that happened at all in the Quintricia regime. If you went in and said you're wrong, you're going to be out on your ass, um, c- cashing checks that you you you, you, you uh, dismissal checks. And part this, of the reason this, I think for that Riz is because there's so many players there now. There's a level of respect that they have for each other because they've been there, they've done yeah. it, and and and. Patricia didn't garner that. I mean, he had been to a Super Bowl, but like like his answer about, you know, the best play in the Super Bowl on defense, whatever, right? It was always just this, like, what are you even saying? Like, he didn't engender himself to the experience that he actually did have. That's the best word ever. He did not engender himself to the team, to the players. Thank you. That's that's a great way of saying it. Thank you. I might, I might, I might call up. Go ahead. Go ahead. It's 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 for, <laughs> for free for Lions Wire. <laughs> All right, we're gonna move on. Uh, we're gonna start off with Kellen Mond with the run. This is uh, quarterbacks to wide receivers, except for this first one. I also want to talk about the differences. Uh, when we had the national team on, it was uh, partly cloudy or sunny throughout their practice. The clouds moved in throughout the day. When the American team started, through all the drills we've seen so far, it was really overcast. The rain has started now at this point, and so okay. from this point forward, in all the plays, it's going to uh, have been in the rain. Uh, Kellen Mond now with a quarterback run music in the background so we have no audio with it and he's good at this yep and off he goes all right next now we've got uh that is jamie newman white wake forest my, my guy to Kadarius tony who we we don't have a whole lot of film around had some pictures <laughs> i put up yesterday man my boy's got some abs <laughs> he does he's 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 got some off field that's going to be a problem yeah, for him yeah well it's, it's florida <laughs> you expect that all right so <laughs> You said it. I didn't say that. <laughs> I, I live here. I can. Uh, okay, let's take a look at uh, Jamie Newman to Kadarius Tony. Nice touch. Yep. So that's a, a play right there. To to compare him to somebody that we watched earlier, Ian Book. Ian Book is throwing that ball full speed. Newman has a nice little touch there, and that's not something that he always showed at Wake Forest. So right. he's clearly been working on on. Based on just one play, obviously, but and from a guy um, that is so mobile, you tend—I mean, Patrick Mahomes is obviously lighting a bottle, right? But you don't tend to see that kind of ability to put the, the passing ability from those mobile guys. That mo- that yeah. mobility often seems to be a trade-off. But and you could tell just from the way that his feet were set up, he was looking to pass the entire time. He knows where his options are. He knows, okay, one's here, two's here, three's here. Um, I could run, yes, but I, I'm here to throw, mm-hmm. um, and he threw it. Yeah, um, that, that was a, that, that's that's a smart. It's a check down, yep. but uh, live another day. Yep. Live for another play. Kadarius out there doing his thing. All right, uh, move on. Cornell Powell on the receiving end from Mac Jones. We got a couple Mac Jones here in a row. 
play action. Nice play action. Yeah. Yeah. Little pop pass. Yep. Nice one. Good catch. Good stuff. That is a pass you will see completed to TJ Hawkinson a lot. Yeah. Under yeah. Anthony Lynn. Yep. They ran that to, uh, well, when Gates was there, but the, they've run that to their tight ends. That's a, that's, a, that's a Chargers staple. That was a Buffalo Bills staple when Anthony Lynn was there, too. Yeah. Uh, you're going to see that that little play action pop pass slant inside a lot. That That's a you're going to get used to that one. Yep. All right. Watch uh, running back Chris Evans from Michigan this time. He's leaking up the middle uh, from Mac Jones. Such nonchalance from Jones on the throw. Yeah, oh. yeah. You can, he's open. <laughs> you can really I'll hear the, the rain here. Kellen Mond out there. He's going to get it out to Quentin Morris. This time from Bowling Green. Thank you very much. Bowling Green shows up. I knew they this showed guy up can, this, this guy can play. Yeah, yeah. He's... Uh-oh. We lost Riz. We'll see what happens with Riz here. I'm going to go on and go ahead and put, put Kellen Mond out here to Quentin Morris. Nice play. Not a, I didn't see a super arm there from Kellen to get the ball there. But again, it's in the rain. And uh, that's obviously affecting the throw. You can hear the rain hitting it. So the drops are so he's, big. He's, oh, there you are. Uh, okay. Here he comes. There you are, Riz. I'm, You're back. I'm back. All right. <laughs> uh, I just went through. Um, I missed that play. Kellen Mond to Quentin Morris. <laughs> um, I can, I'll bring it back for you, though. Okay. Because it's, it's, a, it's a nice, it's a nice right. play. Please do. It, now, now and, uh, this one, we need to little... take the rain into um, account. Because and you'll see it in the pass, um, you can hear the rain though. You can absolutely hear it coming down while we play. So here we go. On the run, just a little bit short. Not bad though. You know, you get the, you get the ball out while you're on the move like that. This is I see Newman. Yes, now we got uh, Jamie Newman. This is our last cut of the day to Elijah Mitchell from Louisiana. The right tackle killed it on that play. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. <laughs> Good for him. <laughs> All right, that's the film we got. Kansas, from... Kansas State defensive end uh, got taken out there. <laughs> <laughs> that's the film we got from day one in the Senior Bowl. I want to tell you a little bit about uh, cbd.detroitlionspodcast.com. If you're looking to ease the pain, anxiety, and insomnia you're suffering because of the loss of Matthew Stafford on the Detroit Lions, go to cbd.detroitlionspodcast.com. Get yourself some uh, CBD. Take care of those symptoms. And if you want something a little extra beyond just some uh, pain, anxiety, and uh, insomnia relief you go to the delta eight line of stuff the chill line and you get a little extra it, it, it just feels really good only eat one and they're so good you can only eat one and the gummies <laughs> um they, they're they're actually really awesome and they are legal in all 50 states and are not found on drug tests really interesting uh, uh product uh, from Diamond CBD, cbd.detroitlionspodcast.com. Go on and get yourself t- taken care of. And uh, the feedback is 100% on these things. Everybody has been massively happy with everything they've gotten there. All right, Riz, we've got the film review done from day one. Maybe we could do something like this tomorrow. I, I think we'll shorten it up just a little bit for tomorrow if you're down. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, yeah, that's good. We'll pick, but I think this is a good to get people a look at what's going on uh, at Senior Bowl, how some of these guys are looking, get you a view that you're not going to get anywhere else, <laughs> and uh, help you guys get ahead and enjoy the Senior Bowl like we do. Uh, do we have anything else we need to cover, buddy? I don't think so. Um, while we were on, they did make it official the hiring of uh, John Dorsey and somebody else. Um, let me reference sure, sure. John Dorsey, dun, the, dun, dun. the GM assistant, <laughs> who's going to have a yes. different title than originally was announced. He is your 
Um, oh, so Ray, Ray Agnew also was yeah. formally hired. Agnew will serve as the assistant general manager and Dorsey will serve as the senior personnel executive, which is a, a very vague way of saying he's going to be there and we don't really know what to do with him, but he's going to be important to us. He's, he's, he's a trusted advisor that gets make, makes a lot of money. Yes. <laughs> yes. Senior um, and uh, th- I know there are people who are worried that he's going to make all the decisions. That's not what he's there for. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. All right. That's it. We will be back. We hope tonight uh, the interviews go from nine to midnight is the the, the session. Uh, we hope to be live then with some more information from today's practices that are ongoing right now. National team should be wrapping up here in about 40 minutes. And then the Atlantic goes. Which means everybody's going to saucy cues for barbecue. Yeah. Although that's a long ways away from there now. Man. Oh, we don't. I don't know the restaurants out by the, the new stadium. So it's Mobile, by the way, way though. <laughs> Mobile is the worst place in the world to drive because they do not synchronize their lights, and you have to stop at every freaking light on every freaking street every freaking day. It's awful. Um, the old stadium, Lad Peebles, was seven miles from our hotel. I never made it in less than half an hour ever, <laughs> ever. <laughs> and that years include, and years and years of going and that doesn't include the stop at smoothie king that was mandatory <laughs> every day <laughs> oh smoothie king we should we should get them as a sponsor <laughs> they can sponsor me i will i will shill smoothie king for anybody for anything yeah, for free i mean we do <laughs> i'm a smoothie king whore I'm, I'm good with that all right remember this show needs your involvement use the comments and subreddit to give us your feedback also on patreon support our show don't forget about us patreon.com slash detroit lions podcast you get access to the most intelligent Lions chat on the internet and our Slack chat. It is absolutely fabulous. Riz, Case, myself, all the all the good guys are there. And uh, we got the gambling channel. We got the all kinds of stuff. You want to talk DraftKings sports book? That's the way to do it. Uh, also, so it's patreon.com slash Detroit Lions Podcast. Also follow us on Twitter at DET Lions Podcast, DET Lions Podcast, or at Jeff Risden. Don't forget Jeff Risden on Twitter. Give him some follows as well. He could use some followers. Uh, give us a call via Skype, Detroit Lions Podcast, <laughs> all one word Detroit Lions Podcast, or call us on the Lions line, 929-33-Lions, 929-335-4667. And be sure to go to Detroit Lions Podcast, subscribe to the podcast so we can pop up into your ears automatically. Subscribe. Thank you for tuning in. We'll see you next time on the Detroit Lions podcast. Remember, no pants, no toasters, no hot tubs. No problems, baby, because we're your Detroit Lions and Reddit connection. Yay. Sweet. Oh, yeah. I love the Lions. Final seconds winding down, and look at that. How big is that? Chris and Case out of time. Pack the bag. Start the plane. This show is over. You've had enough of that shit.